welcome to The Confidence Club, where you'll get your weekly dose of all things mindset, personal growth, and self-development. I'm your host, Renelle Briggs, an entrepreneur, blogger, and digital creator, and I'm so excited that you're here. I love helping people discover their true potential to realize that they are capable of making all of their biggest dreams come true. Ready to feel inspired? Fresh play, and let's get started. Confidence Club podcast. I'm your host, Renell Briggs, and today I'm joined by my friend Sadie Bueller, entrepreneur and social media coach. She teaches solopreneurs custom strategies for organic social media growth and emphasizes the fact that you can be good at Instagram. I know she has a lot of amazing things to share with us entrepreneurs today, but before we get into the episode, I'm going to pass it over to her to introduce herself. Hi, um, I am Sadie Bueller. I am the owner of Sadie B Media. I love all things social media, Instagram specifically, because I feel like Facebook is, you know, slowly, slowly t- dampering down, but <laughs> it's still useful. It's still useful. Um, and no one's using MySpace anymore, but I used to be pretty good at that too. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, no, I love um, social media, but I also love helping small business owners be good at social media. Um, just in my work history, I realized how powerful of a tool it was in just, you know, even with restaurants, bringing in new customers, retaining customers, um, just having that social media presence makes you so much more approachable. Um, and, you know, with this day, age, the majority of people, you know, spending money and um, go like, you know, shopping with small businesses, particularly um, is my generation, the millennials and generation Z, because we quite literally are the future um, of the world, basically, because we are the next generation to grow up and be old people and we're having children. Um, and so we are the ones consuming, but we consume and we make the decisions on what we consume a lot of the times based on um, whether or not that business has a social or online presence um, because we don't particularly like going in and asking questions. Um, a lot of us and myself included do not like talking on the phone. So we try to do a lot of things that is um, more like digital based. Um, and then there's just tons of statistics to back that up. This is not just my own like assumption based on personal experience, I promise. I love that. And I completely agree. I mean, I think social media is becoming a really big thing in general. Um, and being able to use it for business is actually really beneficial. Um, you know, just starting with the fact that you can connect with so many more people at once. Um, it's kind of like a form of leverage, I like to think. And there's so many great platforms. I actually really love Facebook. I think it's great for uh, the type of business that I'm in. But because most of my, you know, ideal client or people my age are on Instagram, that's usually where I spend most of my time. So I'm excited to talk about that platform specifically today, because I think a lot of the listeners to this are on Instagram primarily and are looking for ways to just get better at it. So I want to ask you one question first. Um, Of all the platforms, why do you think Instagram specifically is a great one for entrepreneurs and business owners to use? Because I know from personal experience, I know people who are hesitant to get on Instagram. They want to stay in their comfort zone, um, you know, if they're used to being on Facebook or they're, you know, just nervous to kind of switch their um, personal platform into a business one. So why do you think Instagram is a great platform for entrepreneurs? 
I, so I think it's great for broadening your audience. So more specifically, like if you're new, like if you had a business and um, like you had a brick and mortar and now you're doing more online sales, um, Instagram is perfect for that because it's visual, but um, it's shifting to be more of that business tool. um, And it has become a search engine essentially. So just knowing how to utilize that helps people find what they're looking for. And if you're what they're looking for, a lot of times their first stop is going to be social media. Um, And I'll give you an example. When a new restaurant opens around me, I guess I first will check Facebook to see if they have a Facebook um, like page just so I can find their hours. That's really the only reason I would look on Facebook for a new business. And then I immediately go to Instagram to see if they have an Instagram page because I want to see pictures of the food. I want to see people enjoying the food. I want to see, you know, the ambiance of the restaurant, like the decor. I want to see like, first of all, can I go eat there and be one of those people that has like a whole photo shoot in this restaurant? (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of times I do like, (laughs) I went to this like random bar. We just couldn't find a bar at like 11 a.m. that we wanted to hang out in because we were at brunch really early. (laughs) And we went to this bar and it just, the decor in this bar was fantastic. It almost had like a New York Broadway feel mixed with like, like Chicago almost. It was so random, but it was like so perfect for my, like my aesthetic. And we just took so many pictures. We were the only people in the bar, which did not bother us because then we were able to like sit on the bar and get pictures. Like I had my super cute little craft cocktail and (laughs) it was fantastic. And we found that by just looking it up online immediately. And then we called because my friends are older than I am. So they're more comfortable calling things and calling people. And we called to see if they were open and they were, and we were there within minutes and, you know, it just, it helped that restaurant and no one was in there. So as people are walking by, they're saying we're in here, in there, and then they're coming in and it just, it snowballs. So having that online presence on a visual platform can do so much for your business because you really get to showcase the personality that your business has, the aesthetic that it provides. You really get to, through pictures, um, you know, communicate what your brand is about, your brand message, the image, your values, all of that can be done through just pictures. And that's just the feed. Now Instagram has like little reels that are similar to TikTok and you can, you know, go live and save that for your IGTV and use stories. Um, There's so like, just as it adds more features, it almost like, I feel like Instagram is tailoring itself and its features to help businesses, you know, grow. And so, you know, what I do is I just help people utilize that because I'm like, this is what Instagram wants. So let's do it. It's still free. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Like quick before we start charging. (laughs) I know. I like that. That's actually a really good point. Like there are so many um, amazing features and it's kind of nice because you can kind of pick and choose which ones work best for you. But for anybody who's kind of getting on Instagram or just starting or trying to figure out where they need to start. Sometimes the fact that there's so many features can be really overwhelming. So where would you suggest that they put their focus? Like stories, posts, Uh, reels, live video. Start start with your feed, start with your feed. The first thing I know all social media um, 
you know, savvy people, all strategists, coach, consultants, um, you know, gurus. The first thing we tell you for Instagram is to make sure your first nine posts communicate clearly, not your first nine, but your most, your, like your nine, your top nine posts that are on your feed. And if you just started your page, then it will be your first nine posts. Um, communicate like, you know, clear and concise what you, what you are, who you are. If you're a product-based business, we need to see that. We need to know exactly what you're selling. Um, you'll hear a lot of people say like, you're not selling quotes, so don't fill your feed with quotes. It's great to sprinkle a few in there, obviously, because you do want to show some personality, um, but that shouldn't be the majority of your feed. We need to see the product. We need to see how it's being used. We need to see why we're really missing that in our life. So that way you can almost, um, you know, ignite that sense of panic. I panic by almost everything because I don't, I don't, I have FOMO hardcore. <laughs> so like, I don't want to know if I'm missing something. Like I just bought the Kat Von D good apple foundation because I was like, everyone's raving about this. I found my shade at a Sephora and I waited and waited and waited until it was back in stock. And I bought it as soon as I got that like notification email and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I have never been oilier than when I use this foundation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, they got me, they hooked me in and they got me. <laughs> so, you know, if you, it, it, and it, it works even better if you actually have like something that is of high value that is like, you know, tried and true. And, you know, you swear by this product and all, you know, it could just be, it could be garbage. I'm not, you know, like, don't take this advice, <laughs> but if you have a trash product, but you know, you're standing by it and you're, you know, you believe in it fully people will believe in the fact that you believe in it and they'll yes. still buy it like they'll still go with it so I say feed posts are going to be you know your primary focus you can worry about doing reels later you can worry about hopping on lives um, and doing stories but start with the feed post because if you don't know if you don't want to show your face on stories just yet that's fine you can be sharing your feed posts to your stories, adding those stickers so people are engaging and you're starting conversations. And now, not only are you a business, like, you know, trying to sell your product online, but now you're a thought leader. You are provoking thoughts. You are starting conversations with people directly and, you know, getting people to start conversations with each other. And you are slowly building that authority in your niche and in your industry. And now, even if you were just selling like slippers or something, like one whole product, people are going to go to you for these slippers. Like whoever was the first person who sold those like super fluffy, um, like long haired <laughs> slipper things. Like, and I have, I, I've only seen them on a handful of places, but I remember because I used to be a bit like deep in the boutique scene. Cause I wanted to be a boutique owner so bad. Whoever started with those, that was the only product she had. And I could probably get like, if I were to look her up now, she's probably got a picture or seven of her on a yacht somewhere. <laughs> she zeroed in and she, oop, she stayed in her, you know, realm of genius. She kept showing up on her feed. She was showing all kinds of pictures, you know, other people wearing these slides, the different variety of these slides, you know, how you can dress it up and dress it down, like how it fits into your life, why you need it um, and why you're missing out if you don't have it. Mm. I like that. I think that's really powerful, like showing um, other people using the product and and then also showing your love for it somehow. I mean, I'm a product-based business. Well, actually, I guess I kind of have, it's both, but one of the big things that I talk about are like the products and I try to do it in a way that just makes it sound so fun. And 
I'm somebody who will only promote things that I actually genuinely like. So, I mean, if you can't tell my excitement through the screen, I really don't know what else to do. But um, right. like, I, you're not buying that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, like <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And I mean, I've actually followed people who talk about so many products that I'm like, do like, which ones do you actually like? Right. So <laughs> I, I'm like, really like, particular but these ones I I mean I used them for a year before I even started promoting them so that's something I like to share too but um anyways I I'm actually trying to talk about it more in my feed so I like that you brought that up because I think that that's something that I shied away from doing I don't really know why but I think it's really important because your feed really is the first thing that people see when they come to your page whether they're coming from Instagram or maybe they're coming from other platforms I mean Clubhouse for example like um you know, your Instagram is connected to it. So people go and they see and they see you haven't posted anything for like two weeks or something. It maybe doesn't give them the best impression. So I like that you said to start with feed because I agree with that. I think that's really important. Well, and feed was the first original like tool for Instagram. Instagram started 11 years ago and I was one of the very first people who got on it. Um, and I, I, I don't know why, but that makes me feel old and I'm not old, but it just makes me feel old. <laughs> Like, I wasn't allowed like, to be on Instagram. Was original. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't allowed like, to be on Instagram. Like my son. <laughs> yeah, and I was well, and see, I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and my, I snuck on MySpace before I was at the minimum age. So I'm like, yeah, I just was everywhere. I wanted to be the first person <laughs> on everything. Oh my gosh, I would have loved to have been on it. I remember my dad was like, no, like you're not you're not going on Instagram. And I remember I finally like convinced him in grade 10, but he's like okay fine you can go on but all you can post is like about running because I'm a varsity runner and he's like yep. okay just running pictures and you know your name your username can't have like Rennell and Briggs in it. it has to so I think it was like R Briggs 29 or something and it's just funny how that <laughs> turned out because now I'm like making money from social media but anyways because your name <laughs> if my dad see me now <laughs> I bring that up to him too I'm like remember when you didn't let me have my name in it and now it's like I've grown a brand <laughs> on social media now I'm a personal brand (laughs) he's proud he's proud (laughs) but but yeah so like when I I first got on Instagram it was literally just where you basically you posted your selfies and you were filtering it like triple fold you were like (laughs) filter on filter on filter the vin the vignette feature and then if you you know how to use photo bucket you would put like your um oh my god I'm so old you would would put (laughs) graphics and like words and stickers all over it and upload it but what I mean by this is like Instagram is always testing out its new features so like you know, Reels is probably here to stay because people have started using it a lot, a lot. Um, and guides, I don't even know why guides are still sticking around because no one's <laughs> really using it. Yeah, <laughs> Instagram really puts its effort and its IT team behind things that are working um, because they just want you to use more of that. They want to stay relevant and they're probably thinking on the back end how they can start monetizing that. And so the feed is never going away because that was their, that that's their, um, you know, that's their original, the OG purpose, um, their bread and butter. So, you know, if, if you think of it in a sense of, I guess, like scarcity or whatever, you know, one day 
I doubt it, but one day, (laughs) you know, stories could go away. Reels could go away. They could just decide to scrap it all and get back to the basics for whatever reason. Um, And then if you, you know, I see a lot of these pages where it's all like mostly reels and there's maybe like once a month they post an actual feed post and I'm like, girl, (laughs) (laughs) reels are so new and you would put all of your eggs in that basket. And like, and there's some of us, like, I don't, always want to watch a reel like sometimes I get in those moods where like I want to look at your photo I want to like swipe through your carousel and I want to read the caption because I genuinely want to know more about your business I want to know like how can I help you or how can you help me or you know what are you about um and you know reels like sometimes I wake up early and I don't want to get out of bed so I don't want to be you know one I don't want to watch a video without sound because that's counterproductive (laughs) I feel like but you know two I don't you know my brain's not fully involved yet so just seeing like the flashing and the movement and stuff like that I just I click off almost immediately (laughs) because I'm like this isn't what I'm here for I just want (laughs) to see you know bright colors and picture like still foot stop moving (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I think that feed is going to be the the most important um, tool if you're going to be using Instagram and um, if you're going to use it for business. And even if you're using it as an influencer, um, because again, people don't always want to see videos. Sometimes they do want to see photos and they do want to just kind of analyze that photo and stuff as well. So having a healthy mix of all of the tools, but I would just say double down on, you know, feed posts because those will be there um, forever. And you don't always have to keep the posts there either. You can archive them or, you know, delete them. Don't be afraid to delete them. I've gone through and deleted posts that served absolutely no purpose. And I was like, first of all, what was I thinking? And who did I think I was? Like, <laughs> And so I'm like, delete. But there are ones that I've archived because I'm like, I like this and I don't want to lose it, but it doesn't need to be on here right now. Yeah, that's fair. And I actually agree with that. Um, I, I like to use a mix of all the things too, because I'm the same. Sometimes I'm in the mood to watch videos and sometimes I just want to see the feed post. But I think it is, it, it's good to have a healthy mix because I think the video content allows you to connect with people um, a lot quicker than reading um, a post, but it is nice to just, you know, read what they have to say sometimes. So being able to mix the two is good. Plus that means you're always using like all the features. And I feel like Instagram rewards you for that. Yeah. Like think of it as like a, just like a hamster wheel or like a circle. Like you just got to cycle through everything. Um, Cause too much of one thing, you know, in general is just unhealthy. Yeah. Um, you can think of that in terms of like, you know, growth. If you have a page that's only photos, you know, growth might be hard for you because um, you know, you're not as interesting to your entire target as you could be but you know if you have a feed of only reels you're going to turn a lot of people off who love you know the OG like I said I'm very old I guess (laughs) and I like the OG aesthetic of Instagram of just photos and so you know too much of one thing can kind of oversaturate it and turn more people away so that's probably one of the few times where you know doing a little bit of everything serves a greater purpose and you can talk to everyone (laughs) Uh, okay yeah I like that I like that so I want to ask you now like this is a big question and I I feel like it's the one that everybody always wants to know when it comes to Instagram and um, I know that it's something that you focus a lot on I want to talk about growing an authentic audience organically because I've talked to a couple people kind of in this field and everybody um, shares how it's not always about the numbers. um, If you're using it as just a vanity metric versus if you're using it as a reflection of how many people you're serving. 
So do you have any tips or advice on how you can grow and get exposure organically on Instagram? Oh, I have so many. That's <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> like, you know, that's what keeps me, that's what keeps the clothes on my back, I guess. It's <laughs> never running out of advice and tips. Um, but I know like the main thing, there's like three main things that, you know, when people, people haven't decided fully if they, you know, don't want to, if they want to work with me, but they want that quick win and they want to believe in the service and, you know, they want to believe in the process and trust the process. So I always say, you know, tighten up your feed, tighten, tighten up your whole page, because obviously I'm pages out here that are just a mess and they have like thousands of followers. But I know before I even look at any post or put their account through my analysis, um, you know, like program that those are either bought followers or they hopped on an engagement group and a follow train like it and it'll be abundantly clear which is why I tell people you know yeah. don't focus on the vanity metrics because some of these people out here basically lying <laughs> but, <laughs> but tighten up your feed now having a pretty feed is not important no like you don't need to do the puzzle feed the puzzle feeds honestly annoy me because sometimes like before people realize that they need to like center each of like the important items things were getting cut off and I was like well this is confusing <laughs> um but you know just focus on having a consistent feed have a theme you know like have a flow I guess I would say um, because it'll make it easier for people who find you to navigate through your stuff. Mm -hmm. Like as a podcaster, they tell you before you fully launch, you know, batch a bunch of episodes. So people, when they find you, they can binge and they can get invested in your message, in your podcasting style, in your entire brand. And the same can be said for Instagram, you know, come up with a consistent theme. If you're a brand new page, batch a whole bunch of content and kind of put it out there. It'll be annoying at first, but get the content out there. So when people find you, they have something to consume. They have something to binge so they can get a comprehensive overview of you. And so you have to remember, and that's why a lot of us preach consistency because you want to always be showing up. You don't want to give your followers or potential followers, you don't want to give anybody the chance to forget you, the chance to forget that like, oh yeah, this person posts about this and sometimes I like that. No, you have to keep showing up and you have to keep you know, showing up in front of the people that you're wanting to reach. And that is easily achieved through consistency. And I, I swear, I am proof of that. I have over 800 followers now. March 2nd, I had 124. Wow. And most of them were people in my town who knew me personally and just wanted to support me <laughs> in my dreams. And so I had to remove them because I was like, you're not in my target audience. Y'all are broke. Um, <laughs> like, I love them, but <laughs> that's not who I'm selling to. <laughs> and so I'm like, I really didn't even have 125 followers. And now I have over 800 engaged and active followers. I get DMs daily of people who are either complimenting the content that I post, asking for quick little bits of advice because, you know, maybe they're just unclear on something that they're working on. Um, people who are replying to the stories, replying to the comments, they're loving my reels, sharing the reels, you know, engagement. Um, yeah. And that happened because I buckled down and I got serious about my page. I was like, you know, my business relies on this. Um, and I have to prove to other businesses that if I'm, you know, going to help them doing X, Y, and Z, I have to, I have to be about it. I can't preach about it. I have to be about it. 
Yeah. And so, you know, showing up consistently, if you're broken, weary, tired, if you're not even feeling it, you know, you can still show up in some way. Um, you just have to be consistent about it. You can't be on for one week and off for one week. Um, mm-hmm. cause that doesn't, you know, that's a week without your content. I have purposefully not followed pages because it had been like a month since they posted and I'm yeah. like, all right, so this page is an active Um, And they could have been posting on stories every single day. But if your last post was in, you know, March 25th, um, it doesn't look active to me. And because I I don't follow you, your stories aren't popping up for me. And I don't know that. So it's like, you have to remember, you're not just serving your current following. If you are wanting to grow your following, you have to, you know, give them something to want to follow. You got to bring them in, give them what they want. (laughs) I I love that. And I agree. Consistency really is key. Um, like people want to know that you're going to show up for them, for them. <laughs> I mean, some yeah, people honestly. get really invested. <laughs> like, I know there's some people I follow that I'm like, wait, why haven't they posted a story yet? Like, I want to know what's going on. So there's probably people that do the same thing for you and me. And, um, you know, it's like your duty to show up for them. <laughs> and I love it. But, you know, that's because I just... I, I'm one of those people, like, I love knowing that what I'm doing, you know, matters and what I'm doing helped even just one person. Um, And that's, that's probably why I spent so long in the restaurant industry, because as a manager, um, you kind of get to swing in, um, like, you know, the savior of the day when, you know, customers are having um, a bad experience and you swoop in and you're like, listen, I will pay for your meal. And they're just like, oh my God. And they're like, yeah, like I did that. And you're still going to come back because that I turned a bad experience into a good experience. I was there for you. Um, And so, you know, that's, like I said, I show up whether I'm weary, broken or tired um, because I want them to know it's not about me. It's about them. Like Mm, I'm here for them and their growth and the success of their business. Um, I want to see these small businesses succeed more than I want more money in my bank account, because if they succeed, you know, my generation still wins, you know, I'm done. I'm over, you know, the fact that the boomers have built industrialism and just the, the, the poor quality of the workforce right now, that was all them. Okay. If we had built it, it'd be better. I promise. (laughs) And so now we're, that's what we're doing. We're building it. We are making it better based on our skill or our, our, um, experience, um, you know, in the way that things are and have been. And so I just want more of that. And I want to be a part of the growth of that. I love that. And actually, I just have a follow up question for you, because you were talking about um, how you have a really engaged audience. Do you have any tips on how, um, like, how did you create an engaged audience? Because I know that there's some people who, um, you know, might be struggling to get their audience engaged. Again, maybe they've been doing this for a bit and they feel like it's kind of like crickets, but they're, they're showing up still and they're doing the stuff. So do you have any tips on how you can kind of revive the audience? Yeah. No. And I laughed when you said crickets. Cause I, when I was building, <laughs> when I was building the sales page for um, my like uh, 90 day coaching program, I have, one of the little headlines is like, are you tired of creating content for crickets? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but you know, it's, it's real. It's the truth. Um, And basically what I realized worked best was being authentic and um, you can almost hear 
my voice when you're reading my captions and I, the way that I do my, and I actually don't even, I, I'd probably be better at doing this if I use the dictation tool when I'm typing out my <laughs> captions, but I do it in a way that like, I would say that to someone that way. Mm-hmm. It is very conversational, which is why I think it's easier for the audience to hop in the comments and, you know, provide their, um, opinions. And then when I see that comment, I reply back just like we're having a conversation. Um, you know, and I think, uh, I read somewhere that when you do leave a comment, um, it has to be more than four words and the emojis don't count. Um, and so once I realized that I was like, okay. And that triggered my brain to be like, I need to be providing value in my comment as well. I can't just be like, Hey, thank you. You know, the only time you really ever see me being like, Oh, thank you. Is when, um, like I post my milestones. I'm like, Oh, I hit 600 followers. And everyone's like, congratulations. You know, you did such a great job. I'm like, thank you. Um, but any other time when people are commenting and they're just like, Oh, that's an excellent point. Um, when they're on my post, I follow up, I will dive deeper into that. I'm like, yes, absolutely. Um, especially in X, YZ or something like that. So I provide, you know, more insight and more value on the very topic that they've just commented on. And did they ask for that? Probably not, but they got it anyway <laughs> because we over deliver in this, in this space, but <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. And so, you know, that it starts there, it starts in the comments and then it ends up in the DMS. Um, you can do the same with your, uh, stories by just adding the stickers and the stickers don't always work. And I noticed for me, like when I market research on Instagram does not work for me specifically, which was sad. Cause I'm like, man, but you know, I was like, okay, I can use this a different way. I can use this as a way for my audience to get to know me on a more personal level because, you know, people buy from people that they know, you know, they want, they, you need that like, know and trust. Right. Yeah. And so Um, the most engagement I get on my story stickers are when it's like things about me. And so I, you know, I have them guessing, you know, what two truths and a lie, Um, or, you know, I do the little slider thing where like I most recently I was like, how cute is this graphic? Because I was so proud of it. That photo took forever to take myself (laughs) and the graphic took a while to make as well. And people were like, absolutely. They slid all the way up. They're like, yes, this is adorable. Um, So it's just, you know, finding you, finding out what your audience likes and what, you know, what gets them going and just constantly delivering that. Mm, I like that. And I really like that comment one. Cause I feel like, I mean, from being on the other side of like commenting on somebody's post, it, it makes me happy when they respond back and we start a conversation. Cause it makes me feel like they actually like care about my comment and about talking to me and about getting to know me. And I think that's really important, especially you know, when you're, I mean, in general, but especially when you're offering a service or something, because I don't know, it makes you want to compensate them almost. So I love that. And the stories idea, that's a good one too. I mean, I I mean, I'm thinking about the people that I follow that I like, um, that I really like their page. Yeah. And they always have (laughs) like a poll, like take what you need or just like there's like a poll every day I'm like this is so fun <laughs> like yeah. I liked it so I, that, that gets tip. people going because they're just like you know they don't always want to be sold to obviously and they don't want to people have caught on they know what market research kind of looks like for the most part and so when it's more personal and it's more like fun and lighthearted, uh I noticed they are more likely to get involved with that and engage with that because they're having fun um and I I had to 
put it or I had to think of it from my own perspective, which is like super weird. They tell you not to do that. They want you to, you need to get into the mind of your target. But when it comes to your, the way that you move and navigate the way, like your process and, um, you know, performance or whatever, you have to think of, you know, how do you consume, even if you're not your Mm -hmm. own target, but how do you navigate? Because it is probably how a lot of other people navigate. I was one of the people who I don't usually listen to the stories. I don't usually have sound on. And I realized that a little late. So now I, you know, now I have the captions button, but before I was, you know, summarizing each one of the slides of what I had just said into, you know, the little um, text box and putting it on there for people who just want to like hold it down, read that. So now they still know what I'm talking about, but they didn't have to listen to my voice. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and you just have to kind of remember, like, how can you, how would you like to be reached essentially? So Mm -hmm, I like tapping on those fun little um, polls and stuff like that. Uh, But I myself don't always interact with um, uh, market research and I'm getting better at that because I know like some of the smaller accounts that follow me, um, I'm like, okay, you know, you're not technically in my target audience, but I can still help you on some level. And I know that you'll be, you know, grateful for it. I know that you'll apply this um, versus some of the people that have like went through the formal process of wanting to work with me and they didn't even do the work. Um, So I'm like, it's nice because they're getting those quick wins and they're reinvesting. And so I'm reinvesting in them by helping them with their, you know, their research and stuff like that. And they're really appreciative. And that's how I get a lot of DMs as well. They're like, thank you so much for like replying to my story thank you for it you know getting involved blah blah blah. I'm like yeah it took me two seconds not even like (laughs) yeah yeah so I'm like sometimes you know you just gotta be like yeah this is how I do it so like how can I um like you know how can I create a process that you know works with that kind of behavior Mm, I like that well and it helps you build a relationship with that person too I mean maybe they're not um you know, a potential client for you right now, but who knows, maybe like a year down the line, they need help. And they're like, Oh, there's this one girl that helped me when I needed it. And now I think I want to work with her. Like, seriously, I've had that happen to me before. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, and Um, I'm so like, I'm so reactive sometimes where I'm like, okay, you know, I have this other audience that I just enjoy engaging with and blah, blah, blah. Like they're not in my initial target. So I'm like, okay, I could probably create something specifically for this new target so I can still help them, but remain, you know, accessible to them and attainable for them. Um, Because, you know, I do more higher ticket, um, you know, pricing, but, you know, some of the girls who they sell stickers and I know stickers aren't super lucrative, but they still want to build their business and they want to be able to afford, you know, more uh, software and, um, you know, electronics and tools and stuff to expand their business. Um, And they have to do that by, you know, selling the stickers and just getting more generating revenue from that. And I'm like, cool. Okay. So now, you know, I'm in the process of brainstorming, trying to figure out how can I serve this community? How can I serve the person who doesn't have thousands of dollars to invest in a strategist coach? Um, And what can I do? Because a lot of them are in school as well. Um, Like some of the girls, like I'm I'm so serious. I talk to my followers like on a weekly basis. Um, And I'm like, and I get their feedback constantly and they're happy to give it. 
but a lot of them are in school and stuff too. So like their schedule really only allots for them to be doing the sticker thing, but they would like to make more money from it. And so I'm like, great, how can I fit into their lifestyle, fit into their budget and, you know, provide value and help them get long-term results? Um, because that's all I want for them. Like, I just want to see them do what it is they want to do. And mostly because I just, I'm so weird about the whole college aspect that I'm like, let's make you, um, let's make you a million without college like <laughs> oh my god like, let's just do it because we can <laughs> I like that too I mean I'm in college but I, I'm excited to have, only have one year left <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh my god you know, I, I don't imagine. know I don't know if college is the place for an entrepreneur <laughs> but god, I know because you're bored you're like yeah. listen I'm stuck here in class learning about physics and I could be out there, you know, meeting with clients and blah, blah, blah. I'm like the time that I've spent in this class, I could have made $3,000. Like, I, I don't know. Like that <laughs> was me in school. I was just so bored once I realized like how valuable my time was in terms of like being an entrepreneur. I'm like every minute that I am not, you know, working on my business and I'm in class learning about something I already know because <laughs> this is a required class. I'm like, I'm losing money basically. And I would just, and then I I would get really like you know salty about it because I'm like all right well now I'm broke because of you <laughs> now I'm double broke because student loans like <laughs> true fortunately fortunately I'm in social psychology which like I'm learning a lot about people so I've actually been able to apply a lot of that stuff to business just because you know you're working yes. with people and stuff I so it's not a total waste but like <laughs> there there were some <laughs> classes I took last semester that I was like what why did I buy this textbook like why am I studying for this like I I think I took um I'm just gonna call that it was the forensic anthropology which you know has absolutely nothing to do with what I want to be doing when I'm done school but anyways I mean everything happens for a reason so (laughs) what are we here and I love I love psychology like and I in high school I took the advanced psychology classes um, I tried to take one, a, a psychology class, <clears throat> even if it wasn't required each of the you know times that I went to school. And I love psychology. It's one of my best subjects. And um, I do apply it to business all the time because I like, and I'm a highly intuitive person too. So I think that plays into it. And so I like mm, being yeah. able to understand like, you know, the, the buying journey and stuff like that. Like the things that you're supposed to know when you're like a small business owner. And a lot of times they have to do the research to understand that. And I'm like, oh, I just know it. I'm like, I just, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I get it. I get the brain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I did like the psychology classes because those were interesting. And I've been doing a lot of work on mindset over the past year. So um, I took a positive psychology class this year. And that was like one of my favorite classes ever. I also really liked the professor. Like she was just so nice and she made the class so fun. But there were so many like things in it. Like one of the things we were talking about was a fixed versus a growth mindset. I'm like, I know oh, that. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was like my favorite subject. And I'd even learned that in the psychology class. I learned that in one of my business management classes. Ooh, nice. The instructor for that class is absolutely fantastic. I'm like, I, and he's not that much older, but I'm just like, I was just so connected with his personality and his delivery. I'm like, can you teach every class I take for the rest of my life? Because I could learn from him so easily. Mm, And when he was talking about that fixed mindset, that growth mindset, I was just like, I'm applying this to like everything in my life. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's so applicable. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I like those classes because even like the assignments, like 
Um, I actually like writing. I didn't like writing in high school, but I think that's because I was basing it off of English class, which I don't, that's like a completely different type of writing. Um, (laughs) But now like my whole program is writing papers and um, you know, it's not actually something that I despise. I mean, sometimes I leave the last minute, but they still end up turning out well, which is what kind of made me realize that writing could be a thing. Um, but like the last paper that I did was on the effectiveness of gratitude journaling, which was like really cool because I love doing that. It is effective. (laughs) Um, but I I think I like it when things actually apply to what I'm doing. Cause if I'm not interested in something, I will half-ass it. But if I, if I'm really interested, like I'll put all my energy into it. So, you know, forensic anthropology, no. (laughs) Like forensic anthropology, C plus at best. All right. Because like we do in the bare minimum, we're passing this class and we're done. We're not looking back. Literally, literally. But I'm like, oh my God, I loved writing. I loved writing. Like I, those are, that was also one of the advanced classes I took um, in high school. And I, I thought I wanted to like major in that in college. I loved writing. I, to this day, one of my old like writing teachers uses one of the papers that I wrote as an example. Ooh, okay. Um, and it was my rough draft, which like made Whoa. me go over the moon. And it was a rant paper, which is why I'm, like, <laughs> I should have realized I should have been like on like public speaking or podcast sooner. <laughs> because I'm like, his rant paper was so perfect. And okay, so the topic... <laughs> The topic, which now my views have completely changed. So the topic for my rant paper was um, sweatpants. And at the time, I absolutely hated sweatpants. And the title was sweatpants. Um, and then it was colon, give up on life pants. And, <laughs> and it was because it was all about like how, you know, you basically... And I guess in business, I still kind of believe a little part of this. It was all about how like, you know, how you dressed also kind of affects how the rest of your day goes or the rest of your life. So if you're leaving your house, you know, dressed in just sweatpants and a baggy t-shirt, especially if you're just going to like school and stuff. And it's like, uh, do you really feel like you're going to have a very fulfilling and, you know, successful or productive day? Or are you so comfortable that, you know, as soon as you're done doing what you have to do, you're not doing anything else versus when you get dressed up and you're dressed for, you know, the job you want or the life you want. um, You're like, for me, when I'm dressed up, even if I just had to go to one meeting um, and it was only like an hour long, but I still did leave my house. So I dress to impress anytime I have to like leave the house and go actually do work offsite. Um, I'm more inclined, like I'm more likely to go do more things. I'll go and I'll stop in at a few more businesses and network that way, or just, you know, like shoot the shit. So they kind of get a feel for my personality. Um, you know, I will make more reels because I'm all dolled up. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm doing more things that aid in my growth and success simply because I put on an outfit, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a, no, I an agree. outfit, like an A-L-P-H fit, like, <laughs> So, and I'm like, and I, yeah, so that was kind of like how that whole paper went. Um, and then like the formatting, the, you know, the spelling and everything like that. She was like, this is perfect. She's like, I don't even have to grade this because I, there's nothing that needs to be. Woo! Like, Can I use this as the example from, for this um, writing, ex- uh, writing exercise from now on? I was like, absolutely. Because that means I don't have to make a final draft. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I just freed up my time. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Um, I've got to say, I do, like, I don't think that school's a bad thing at all. And I think, I mean, I got into the business that I'm in 
because I wanted to make extra money while I was at school. So if I wasn't at school, maybe I never would have gotten into it. Maybe I'd still be working where I was working in high school. So I I always like to say everything happens for a reason. And um, I think if I hadn't started my business then, like I probably wouldn't be podcasting and I probably wouldn't be doing all the things I'm doing now. So I guess it's not so bad, but oh yeah, no, I am excited that there's only one year left. <laughs> Get some cute grad photos and then I'll be right. right. <laughs> yes. I keep seeing my whole feed right now is filled with either graduation pictures or wedding photos. And I'm just like, oh, these big events. And I'm just at home working. <laughs> I know I should be like um one of my like I would say side hustles is um I do bridal makeup during the summers oh because I am a certified makeup artist uh the first schooling I went to was for cosmetology when I was like 19 I took a year off and then I was like okay let's do cosmetology because I was already good at it I was like I just want to get the formal degree like I just want something to put on the wall to prove that you know like I'm the best um <laughs> and so <laughs> And I, so I've been working as a makeup artist for like just during the summers doing bridal um, for like the last four to five years, I want to say. Um, so every summer it's usually just packed with that and it's nice. Like, I love it. I love being a part of their special day, but I just like, I love pretty things and like wedding dresses and yeah. dresses and the, like the flowers. Oh my God. I, f- I feel like I leave every job like almost in tears. Cause I'm like, everything's so pretty. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I would too. Oh my gosh. I have two, two of my, fr- two of my housemates. Um, we talk about this all the time. One of them is like obsessed with weddings and one of them is like, I'm never going to have one. And so I'm always like constantly sending like videos and pictures to the one girl and the other one's just like, ugh, <laughs> like, Ooh, it's beautiful. He's like, marriage is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, those are both of my personalities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. I want to ask you one question that I ask every single person that comes onto the podcast. So this is not social media related, more related to the title of this. Um, what does confidence mean to you? Uh, I am so glad you brung it up because I've been meaning to talk about it for a hot minute. Um, (laughs) I say that every time I'm like, I want to talk about this, but like that little Cardi B me. (laughs) I love that. Um, so for me and, um, I don't, I feel like this speaks more to like, uh, my like God complex. I go back and forth and I think you might've been on that, uh, that call about the imposter syndrome. And so I'm like, this is the, this is the other side of me. This is the God complex side of me that, um, like my boyfriend ends up having to experience more often. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, confidence means like taking control of my life, but like, with absolute certainty, like creating opportunities with absolute certainty, commanding a room, you know, every time I walk into it um, and just showing up as my best self. And that was something I didn't really learn. And I wouldn't even uh, like, I just had a different, I had a different idea of what confidence meant for me in my early, my early, my early like twenties, late teens, early twenties. And then on the other side of 24, I was like, listen, I am a young professional. 
Like I know that. And this is, these are things I still like reiterate to myself when I'm getting that like imposter syndrome. And this is my confidence builder because I'm like, this is what it means. Like, and I know this, Sadie, you know this, but I'm like, I am a young professional. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to show up as her and people are going to take me seriously because I take me seriously. I believe 100% in everything that comes out of my mouth and everything that I do and all the things that I put like my energy into, and I am creating constantly the life that I deserve, not the life that I want or the life that I need, the life that I deserve because I am deserving. Um, And so, you know, when I talk about commanding a room, you know, I'm not saying like walking in and telling everybody to just shut up, like, (laughs) or slamming the door, like an old timey saloon and everyone just looks at you. Um, But I mean, like I walk in, I'm standing up straight. I have a strut. And to be fair, I've been working on my strut. Like I used to do pageants. So I, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I grew, I'm, the, so I'm the generation cool. that grew up on Tyra Banks. So <laughs> love that. <laughs> so I'm like, I have like, I have a swagger when I am, you know, in my professional persona. Um, and I was in another group talking about feminine energy and I'm like, I live in my masculine energy I would say 90% of 85 to 90% of my life, which I don't think is a bad thing because um, a lot of the business world is male dominated. So I'm like, that's fine. I will go toe to toe with the best of them. And so that is the energy. Those are the vibes that I'm putting out when I walk into a room, when I'm dressed in like my absolute best, I'm dripping from head to toe. (laughs) I walk in there and sometimes I wear my heels and that's, you know, that's the door slam, you know, each click of my heel the fact that my ankles aren't wavering, the fact that most of the girls in the town that I live in cannot walk in heels for whatever reason. And I'm walking and I'm standing and I'm carrying a whole bunch of things and I'm holding a long, intelligent conversation. Um, You know, I'm smiling and waving at the people that I know. I'm not, you know, looking like I'm, you know, excited or nervous to see them. I'm like, hi, I will get to you in a minute. You know, I have to do this first. I'm, you know, walking with intention. I have I entered the room with a purpose and an intention. And so I stay focused. I don't waver, you know, and that people can feel that they're like, she knows exactly what she needs to be doing right now. And I need to get a meeting with her or I need to, you know, be the next person in line to talk to her or give her, you know, a comment or whatever. Um, And I'm not even like exaggerating. This happens all the time. Like I, (laughs) like I'll get people that will wait, um, you know, until I'm done talking to whoever, anywhere that I am, um, until I'm done doing whatever I'm doing until my attention is freed up just to tell me that how pretty they think I am. And I'm like, you know, instead of, (laughs) um, gushing, and this is kind of too, like how you, you can, not border on the edge of arrogance with your confidence. I don't go, you know, like, you know, I don't immediately just be like, oh, you know, thank you. Or I know, or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, no, thank you so much. I know you did, you know, I know it's hard to, um, you know, tell that and you don't hear a lot of compliments these days, especially with the masks. So I want you to know that that means so much to me. And so now they feel even better about paying that compliment. Cause sometimes, you know, you pay someone a compliment and all they say is thank you. And, you know, you forget that moment happened. So now I've created a moment that, you know, will live on in their memory and they're going to remember who I am. And if I didn't, if they didn't know who I was, I will introduce myself. Um, and then they'll just, they'll probably just see me around more. Cause I feel like that's how the, the universe works when you leave an imprint, um, yeah, you just kind of like keep showing up and showing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so like for me, confidence is just being the, you know, being the front seat driver of your life, creating opportunities for yourself, not waiting for them to happen to you. Um, and then showing up as your absolute best self, because you will command a room, you will be first in line for a lot of those opportunities. And, um, I, and I am like the true testament to it. I've gotten jobs that I've been underqualified for simply because in my interview, I had nothing but confidence. I was like, you know, confident in my knowledge, my skills, my abilities, my my um, ability to learn, my ability to be taught and um, be, you know, malleable and stuff like that and to evolve. So hopefully that wasn't too long-winded. <laughs> no, I love that. That's like queen energy right there. Oh my gosh, what a powerful <laughs> response. I like agree with everything that you said though. Like, and I think I, I am a big believer in this saying, act as if. I think it's better than the one that's fake to you. Yes. But act like as if. I'm my arms around right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like showing up as your highest self and, and putting out, like, out that vibe and people are going to pick up on that. And that sounds like exactly what you're doing. And I think there's another quote about confidence. It's something like walking or being confident isn't walking into a room hoping everyone likes me. It's walking in being okay if they don't or something like that. And that's kind of yep. like what came to my mind when yep. you said that. Cause it's like, you're just walking <laughs> with purpose. You know that you are here for a reason. You know that you, you know, deserve that spot, deserve that job or whatever it is. And you just, you just go with it. So I, I love that so much. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I talk about, uh, cause I just, I, I, one of the, my humble brags is I, I think now it's probably one, it's like a one to whatever number ratio, but, um, and sometimes I don't even count that. Cause I don't, I didn't even really want that job, but I always say there has not been a job that I interviewed for and did not get. Ooh. I mean, I have been, you know, I've been given jobs that I didn't even take but they were just like, we want you to work for us. And I'm like, actually, I've accepted another position. And the job that I interviewed for and didn't get was at a jewelry store. And I just was like, you know, my purpose was not aligned with selling jewelry. Um, <laughs> I was like, uh, I just needed a gig because I wanted to stop bartending. So I was like, oh, I'm going to look around and let me try my hand at this. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> well, even when I left that interview, I was like, eh. <laughs> like <laughs> So I'm like, I don't even really count that one because I wasn't serious about it. So any job that I've wanted, I got. And, you know, like, that's just kind of how my life goes. A lot of the things that I've actually really, really wanted, I have ended up with at one point or another. Um, and if I didn't, it's because I didn't want it. And I reflect back on that thing. And I'm like, oh, I don't even want that now. Like, imagine if I had it, what would I do with it? Like, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I love that. You know, I think that all goes back to just being confident and just being so sure of yourself that other people are convinced to be sure in you as well. I love that. And I don't know if you're big into manifestation, but one of the things Absolutely. that we talk, yeah, one of the things <laughs> that we talk about is like, ex like start expecting what you want and not in an arrogant way. Like, Oh, I like, I should have this, like just in a way that if you show up and confidently like it's going to come to you just be, oh yeah you know because of the law of attraction like it's it's going to be attracted to you so I love that when I talk uh, about new things that I want I'm like I, I talk about it as if I already have it I'm yes! like you know, before yes! I even get to go to a job interview I'm like okay so I need to go buy like this many new outfits for when I start um, this job. And sometimes I'll put a date on it. I'll be like, okay, I start my new job next week. I haven't even interviewed yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's I'm like, I need to go get clothes for this. Like <laughs> I was talking to somebody about affirmations yesterday and they were saying that too. And then actually I saw in somebody's story 
um, one of the things they do every morning is they journal, but they journal as if it's the end of the day. So they're, so I tried doing that this morning and like, it's, it's powerful. Cause you're oh pretty God. much just, I'm definitely trying that. I'm definitely trying. That. Yeah. Well, again, going back to the manifestation, I, I need to do a whole episode on that, but like, yes. we're always pre-paving our future. And a lot of the times we're doing it unconsciously. So we're pre-paving, you know, all these things that we don't really want to happen. So I think when you do this, you can start to get the things that you do want to happen, which is really cool. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, I'm excited for that manifestation. So. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, I have, um, I have a friend who's like really, really big into it and she does a great job of teaching it. So I actually want to ask her to come on the podcast. So Ooh. hopefully she says, says yes. Actually, no, I'm going to manifest her saying yes. She's already said yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's already planned out what she's going to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, before I ask you my last question, I just want to say that I am sure that the people listening to this are going to know where, want to know where they can hear more from you. So where can we connect with you? So, and I'm like, I hate, I always feel, I don't know why, and this is probably counterproductive, but I always feel bad, you know, like promoting myself. And I think it's don't because feel bad. I, work, we I know. work in an industry where it's literally my job to promote everyone else. So <laughs> Fair enough. I'm like, I'm paid to shine. promote me. <laughs> Um, but no, um, you can find me on Instagram at Sadie B media. And actually I am finally focusing on building up my personal brand as a young black entrepreneur. So you can follow my, um, personal branded page and it's just at Sadie Bueller. Um, Ooh, so thank God that. there's not another Sadie Bueller out there. <laughs> I didn't want to be at Sadie Bueller once you like, <laughs> Thing, like, I've only met one other Brunella in my life, so I've actually like almost never come into that. Oh, um, see, when I have a daughter, that's what it's going to be. I'm going to have an Andy Brunella because I like like uncommon names. My son's name is Raymond, so if I had a daughter, oh, I'd be Br- Brunella, and it'd just be perfect. We'll be like the new oh, Kardashians. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the R <laughs> But, so yeah, you can find my business page um, for social social media, everything at Sadie B Media. Um, follow my young Black entrepreneurial journey um, and look out for a couple of workshops I will be doing in that space um, at Sadie Bueller on Instagram. And then I do have a podcast that I need to get more serious about, and I'm going to start focusing on that this summer as well. And it is at Black and Loud. Um, So that's BLK, the and sign, loud. And that is actually on Spotify already. Um, And it is literally just my experience, like my Black experience in the upper Midwest, predominantly white areas. And it's more of like a rant style thing um, because I wanted it to be entertaining. I wanted it to feel like a conversation, even though I don't have like guests on there. (laughs) So it's just me (laughs) talking to me. (laughs) Um, But, you know, the people who've listened to it, they they say it's a very easy listen. So, you know, if you want to hear more of like my... uh, my hard opinions and my goofy side, then definitely go over there. <laughs> I would definitely be checking that out. <laughs> That's where I get to let my hair down. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. My last question for you. And this is something I ask everybody that comes on too, because I absolutely love these and I like to hear what everybody, everybody else's favorites are. What's your favorite motivational or inspirational quote? <clears throat> um, man, I hope no one's taken this one, but mine is know your worth 
and add tax. Um, and then, you know, that one, and I feel like the, like they go hand in hand. The other one, I think it's by Coco Chanel and it's a girl should be two things, who and what she wants. And yes. Like, yes, queen. Like even though <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw an article where it said Coco Chanel was kind of racist, but um, mm. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> But you have like, and those are the two things that I absolutely wake up and live my life by. Those keep me centered and they keep me, you know, working in and towards my life's purpose. I love that. Oh my gosh. Both of those are so good. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is so fun. I think it was like half like advice and half laughing, but I'm here for it. Like, I'm excited to listen to <laughs> it. That's just how it rolls with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It makes it so much more fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you again so much for coming on. Like you had so much amazing things to share. I am going to start implementing some of the things that you said too, because I know that it could help me. And I just really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Oh, of course. This was, uh, by dream. This is like, um, you know, I want to do more speaking and stuff and I'm like, I want to go on podcasts and share my story and share my tips and everything. And this is the first podcast I've actually, um, spoke on aside from my own. So this was so cool and it's just going to kickstart my day. And I know everything that happens from here on out is just going to be so awesome. So (laughs) so (laughs) thank you for being a a essential part of starting my day, Renelle. Oh my gosh, (laughs) of course. Like literally when I heard you speak on Clubhouse, I was like, yeah, I want her on my podcast. So you definitely need to continue with the speaking because you're really good at it. Oh, good. Thank you. I I love that feedback. I love that. Of course.